my radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Inside Sports. Tashi Mamla, the first South African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the news. Inside the updates. Asalaamu Alaikum and a very good evening to you. You're listening to Inside Sport, exclusive to the Voice of the Cape, where we cover all the latest news and chat to past and present sports stars. I'm your host, Firo Sheikh. My tech tonight is Nazim Peterson. We're talking football tonight. My guest is the former Batsworth, Cape Town Spurs, Hellenic, and Santos defender Roger Lynx. Now, before I chat to Roger, let's catch up with the latest news coming through from today. There were four matches in the Premier League today. Well, one match has just started. That is West Ham Wolves, seven minutes into that game. It's still goalless in that one. Some of the results from earlier on. Leeds United beat Sheffield United 1-0. Tottenham Hotspur and Newcastle. That match ended 1-0. Their late goal by Newcastle getting them a valuable point. And Leicester City, well they upset the form books. They're beating Manchester City 5-2 at the Etihad. So what a great away win there for Leicester City. Now the Rajasthan Royals, they took on the Kings Eleven Punjab in Sharjah today. That was the IPL match and what a run chase that was. The Rajasthan Royals winning that one by four wickets chasing 223 they got home with uh, three balls left to spare they made 226 for six Kings 11 batted first uh, Mayank Agarwal made 106 of just 50 balls Royals uh, well uh, led by Sanju Samson there he made a blistering 85 so what a run chase if you want to watch that match you'd have seen a brilliant piece of fielding there by Nicholas Puran as well uh, practically over the boundary ropes and uh, pulling the ball back into the field now the Russian Grand Prix took place earlier on as well. A good win there for Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes. Max Verstappen was second and Lewis Hamilton coming a third there. Time now to say a very good evening to my guest, Roger Links. Thanks for chatting to us and thanks for joining me tonight on Voice of the Cape. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited being here. Uh, it's all, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You can also join the conversation as well. You can call <coughs> 21 or WhatsApp 0722380712 for any comments or questions as well. Now, Roger, before we start, I must say to you that there's been lots of comments coming through on uh, Facebook. So we'll be covering those comments as well from your former uh, um, uh, buddies, teammates, and fans as well. So uh, we'll go through later on, and I'm sure you'll remember some of those names from the comments uh, coming through now. Uh, I remember seeing you as a very tall centre. I must say you haven't changed much. Just the grey, the hair has gone a little bit grey there. Um, were you always a defender? Now the reason I'm asking this is that most, if not all, of my guests so far have started off in another position before moving to the position that where they made the mark. So have you always started off as a centre-half? Not actually. Actually, I um, I actually started out in midfield, um, junior, and then um, and when I came, when I started playing for Batsuit, I played at the left-hand side of midfield and left-back, and eventually I found myself in the centre-back position here. But uh, you're right, I didn't I didn't start out there. I, entered, I started out in the midfield somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, before we get into your pro days, uh, where did it all start for you? But I got a message coming on uh, from our Voice of the Cape um, Facebook page. I'm just trying to get that. One of the... Um, 
I think he would have been a fan back in the day. He says, Roger Ling started off with Yorkshire. Yes, uh, I started out with Yorkshire. And, well, that was, um, I, I remember going to school. I, was, I went to school in Weinberg. And um, there in Weinberg, you either played for for Batswood or Devonshire or Yorkshire, you know, and Yorkshire had, um, they had a big presence in in Weinberg and especially at the school that I was at. And so a friend of mine in my class, he said, I must come play for them. So I played at, um, I started playing at Yorkshire, which was kind of go against the grain because my dad was, he was also a footballer and he, um, he was at Aerials and they played here at the Lions, which was in Rosmond. So it was expected that I would end up there, but I followed, you know, where my friends were, and then that's where I started, yeah. So that came from Aslam Afrata, who said uh, Roger's first club was Yorkshire, based at William Herbert. That's right, yes. Cape and Districts yes, in Weinberg. Yes. And from there, then you moved on to uh, Batswood. To Batswood, yeah. It was actually quite a funny story. You know, Yorkshire was was really, they were starting to fall apart, you know, and me, we were like 16, 17-year-old um, 17-year-olds playing in the first team with a couple of senior players. So we were just like on our last legs. And then I, I used to travel with a, a, f, um, it's a friend now, a um, general mentor, to work. You know, and he was always used to tell me about Batsud. And I knew because Batsud was the team at the time, you know. So he kind of piqued my interest, you know, Batsud. And then, and then one night I was in a, um, I went out and then I met Vincent Barnes and he said, come play for us. <laughs> so, you know, so I... I I went and I started the pre-season with him and I, I never looked back again after that, you know. No, so, fantastic. And then obviously you went to the pro ranks with them. We'll come to that now. I just want to read some of the messages that have come through on a social media. Kevin Valentine. You, yes, uh, yes, of course. He I'm says okay. a fantastic footy player, a great guy. Um, James Jephter. One of Cape Town's best ever central defenders. Uh, <laughs> so there's another gentleman by the name of C.B. Barnes, best centre-back, not only as a defender, reader of the game. He could also deliver perfect passes. Uh, Sergio wow. Dos Santos. Wow, Sergio. Man. Yeah, superb left-footed defender. Team player, committed, loyal, professional, dedicated, humble, and most of all, a thorough gentleman. Uh, you, one Sergio. of the very best whose career was curtailed by politics. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were all curtailed by yeah, politics yeah, at uh, the time. Unfortunately, know, so, yeah. that whole generation. <laughs> yes. So there's quite a few messages coming. Bradley uh, Sutton, there's uh, Fernie uh, Lewis, uh, Gary Fernie, Chadwick, Fernie. Um, Sean Peterson, and Semi Rodriguez. They all says, uh, what a great footballer and a great person as well. So some fantastic comments no, there. I mean, yes, you I'm, know most I'm, of them, I think. Yes, I do, yes. That's actually really nice to listen to the comments, yeah. So obviously with Bats with it, you guys uh, decided to move to the uh, Federation. Yes. Uh, very late, yeah. towards the end of, uh, of the Federation era and the beginning of the new uh, dispensation mm. in unification. That's right, But yes. uh, playing with Bats with you guys yeah. dominated when you got in there. I think 89, you won the treble. Yes. Uh, talk to us about some of the highlights with Batswood? Well, um, I, th I think just the, the journey, you know, it was I think we also at Batswood reached a, reached a stage where it became a bit stale for us. Like the, the, I think the amateur football was really good. The standard was good, but you know, eventually you reach a stage where you need new ch challenges, you know, and uh, for us, um, going pro, I remember everybody was so excited, you know, about playing pro and so when we, we used to travel, but I mean, you know, as a pro, it's a little <laughs> bit different. So, yes. but yeah, so and it, it was really good. It was really good. So uh, it was an eye opener in Durban, um, Johannesburg, 
you know, Pretoria. It was, yeah. I think that's a life as a pro, you know. It's like you're traveling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a message coming here from uh, Derek Sheffers. Yes, Derek. Uh, how's it, Chala? So that was your nickname. Uh, yes, I'm actually How my did dad's you get name. that nickname, Chala? It's, it's my dad's, actually. And then it just came they down just to came you. They just came and, you know, they started picking me, uh, uh, son of Chala, so, and then just stuck with so me. So just stuck. I just stuck. Did it mean anything, Chala? Uh, Charles, you know. Charles. Okay, yes, Charles, Charles, Chala. Okay, Charles, yes, all right. So, so let's talk about some of the uh, the grounds and the atmospheres in the Federation before we move on to yes. uh, the NSL and then obviously the PSL. Yes. And of course, you played for South Africa as well, which was a proud moment, but we'll get to that. Mm. The Federation Professional League, you know, we always speak about Curry's mm. Fountain and yes. off air, we were, you were mentioning some of the grounds in yes. Tongard, Watson Park, yes. uh, Maritzburg, Chatsworth. Talk to us about some of um, that, uh, the atmosphere in those grounds. I, I, I mean, I think we spoke offline, we spoke about Caris Fountain. Mm. I think it was a, a, um, in our B game, it was a semi-final. A cup game, yes. A cup game, and it was, wow, it was packed. Eh? It was packed, packed. I mean, you couldn't really, people sat. I mean, there was stands, but everybody was like close to the lines, you know, and it was really, it was really, really exciting, you know, and crackers were going off. And, you know, I think... Um, for a footballer to play in uh, with, with the crowd, like, you know, it always kind of lifts, lifts the game and it lifts your game. So it was really, really exciting, you know. Um, Tongat, small field. The know. crowd's on you. <laughs> on you. <laughs> and you know, they come at you all the time. They play, yeah. you know, the opponents, they don't stop. They just attack all the time, you know. So you're almost like defending 89 minutes. You get a goal and you just hold out for your life. And let's not forget the comments, eh? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Merkel says, oh, you missed out something here, Roger. You also played for Galaxy Hawks oh my on goodness. a Sunday <laughs> while you played for Yorkshire on a Saturday. Bring back memories, Roger. Yes, of course, yes. I was, you know... Uh, um, football on a Sunday was big time. You know, it was it was quite huge at the time. You know, so a lot of the a lot of the, my teammates and Batcher they played also um, Sunday league in Parkwood. So there were two different leagues. No, it's just like a it was like an informal league. You mm. know, we just got used to plays. You just come together, you have a team, and then just used to play. It wasn't like organized. You know, yeah. and. The, they're the best trophies, though, <laughs> 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 on Sundays. Yeah. So we played there. Yeah, so we just used to get together. They used to have clubs, and we used to play on a Sunday, you know. And um, that was also really uh, it helped a lot, you know. Because it always helps with your development, you know. We different environments, different players, uh, the informal side of the game is, you know. I, I guess everybody still does it nowadays. Yeah. They just do it a little bit differently, you know. You know? No, was it the same for you guys from the Cape? You know, we said Curry's Fountain was a mecca of football. All the finals were played there. Yes. Was it the same for you guys when you were told you're playing at Curry's Fountain? Obviously, you, you mentioned semi-finals. You'd have played other teams like Bria, yes. uh, Manning Rangers or uh, Aces mm. at Curry's Fountain. Yes. Uh, was it same for you guys going from the Cape? Um, obviously, Athlone was the mecca yeah, in yes. Cape Town, yes. you know. Um, was it the same for you guys when you you know you know you're playing at Curry's Fountain? Yes, no, I, that, um, it's always different. You know, different grounds have different um, feel to it. Um, Marysburg, you know, it was like with those. It used to be like small little birds, but I believe it was moths, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Northdale Stadium. Northdale, oh yeah. my goodness, those stuff used to like fly around uh, here, used to be. But um, I think every field, every game, um, stadium has its own um, feel, you know, it has its own environment, it has, um, I, I mean, each one, I, Lanasia used to be, you know, that's also, I mean, but... Um, Johannesburg, what's the team is called? Bluebells, Swaraj. Blue, Swaraj, um, no, um... Then they had Manchester, I think. Um, 
anyway, we, we played then. There was also, you know, after the game, you know, you had to get into the bus and leave immediately. <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> as soon as possible, okay. you know. So those, um, yeah, so I think every every field has, uh, has its goal kind of environment and story to tell, you know. But it was, I think it was really good because in Cape Town, you get used to playing in Cape Town, you know, the wind, mm. the, the soft ground, um, Ugh, you go to Joburg and the ball bounces and it stays up there. It mm. doesn't doesn't come down. Durban, it's hot, you know. Um, <laughs> and players just run and run and <laughs> run. <laughs> and you know, so you you kind of just to adapt and you know to the to the different environment, different weather conditions. But I think as a footballer, you also need to play under all those conditions because it helps you make you make you a better player. Fantastic, Roger. Mm. We're going to take a quick uh, ad break, but before we go to that break, uh, we got a message here from Ian Southgate, wow. who says, "Great footballer, extremely quick." Good left foot, good in the air, pleasure to have played with. Wow. We're going to take a quick ad break. We'll come back. We'll continue our discussion with Roger Links. This is Inside Sports. Asalaamu Alaikum and welcome back. Just gone 21 minutes past eight. Uh, you're listening to Inside Sport on the Voice of the Cape. My guest tonight is uh, Roger Links, the former bats with Cape Town Spurs, Hellenic and Santos a defender. Now, uh, we had a message, Roger. We were talking about the team you couldn't remember in Johannesburg. Uh, Derek Schaefer says, I hope I'm pronouncing your surname correct, Derek. Uh, Actonville Benoni. And then we are talking about Bosman Chelsea. Yes, that's a, that's a team, Bosman Chelsea. Yeah. You always had to get into your bus very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about the Cape Derbies. Obviously, with yes. you guys as Batswood and Santos, what was that like? Oh, that was like. It was war, <laughs> but it was. I, I think it was really, really good for the for football, you know. So, I remember some really, really um, tough games, you know, and um, altercations in the in the dugout, and you know. <laughs> but I think it was all like part of the game, you know. Uh-huh. You know, we um, on the field it was like, don't give an inch, you know. But off the field, we were okay, you know. But uh, but when that when that when that whistle went, when that ref blew the whistle, it was it was tough. It was really, really. Really tough, but it, it was, was hard. War, it was war, yeah. but it was good because they had some really, really good players, also, you know. You know, and they also dominated the federation as well. Yeah, you know, like all the Cape uh, clubs, you yes. know, coming from KZN, <laughs> you would see, you know, almost every season yes. it's go back from uh, Cape Town Spurs, Glenville, Glendine, Santos, Batswood, yeah. you know, uh, never gave the, the KZN teams a break, <laughs> but I suppose that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, Batswood, let's talk about some of the Great players you played with them. I mean, for you guys to dominate in your first mm. season coming through, you know, you guys must have been an awesome team. We had Adim Abrams here a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned a few guys, Vincent Barnes and the like. So, so from your side, you know, yeah. talk to <clears> us <throat> about some of those players that really start for Batswood. You know, I, I, I must I must give um, all of them um, um, credit, you know, because... You know, I, I came I came a little bit late into the team, um, so I always had my kind of you have reservations when you're starting at a at a new club. But um, I was I think I was like mentored by some really really strong leaders. You know, um, if I look at it, Adib, um, Ian, Ian Southgate, Vincent Barnes, wow, you know, um, Trevor or so, good general mentors. So they were like really really strong leaders. Um, so there was like a culture of 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 winning there, you know, of of um, of success. So I, I think to fit into that is um, you either you either survive or you don't, you know, because 
a lot of us ex- expected from you. I mean, if your captain, like Ian, was really, really hard, you know. Um, but I appreciated that because if you weren't pushed, you know what I mean, you would never actually um, reach a level. Adib was, oh, Vincent was, you know, they were like really, really hard. They would put your ears, you know what I mean, <laughs> if you don't do it. Well, they would give a little slap on your head, you know. So I don't think players appreciate it now, nowadays. But those days, you know, you used to used to know where you, where you stand, you know. So I really had some really um, wonderful, wonderful teammates. I think it's not just about the teammates, you know, it's because they become friends, you know. Yeah. So it's more than just a, a football team. It's a, it's a group of friends, you know. We've got we got to know each other through through some really bad situations or good situations, you know. So you learn about each other. You learn each other's personalities. You you just grow as as a person around people like that, you know. And so that culture of success um, kind of stuck with me forever, wherever I go, because... Um, I think when you have a group of people around you that that you're in, you can really, really flourish. You know, and I, I was just so so blessed to be amongst a group where um, where I could flourish. You know, um, and they would push. You know, um, the strikers we had Kevin Jafter and Cyril Walla and midfielders um, 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 Cliffy Cliffy David. You know, these guys were like. Phew, you know, if if they would play today, they would be like real stars. You know, um, really. Like I said, it's all mm. seasonal. It's all. Mm. It's sometimes you're born in the wrong time. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, um, and you probably appreciate it coming up. You saw a lot of good players. Yeah. It just, I think a lot of these players have kind of paved the way for a lot of others to come through, and it made it easier for them. You know, um, I mean, I was lucky and privileged enough just to be able to step out while you know um some of them didn't but i always carry bats with him out you know we're still together i mean we still have a group and you know we still always chatting to one another so i have huge respect for for those for, for my for my teammates because <laughs> they kind of shaped me where i am today yeah, you and know? i suppose that winning mentality came through your amateur days because adib when he was here he said and i i don't i don't know of any amateur clubs that train more than twice a week. <laughs> Apparently you guys train more than that. No, we did And you yes. practically dominated uh, yes. amateur football as well. Yes, so yes. that came through, that mentality yes. into your, your professional setup. Yes, no, I think we, we kind of, um, we kind of pushed a lot of the, ba- you know, the, the, the boundaries or the, or the, I don't know how to put it, you know, we used to train every night, Monday to Thursday, and we used to have team talks on a Friday. Um, we used to, we always used to have like, um, all dressed up together, you know, look really professional. So, you know, we were like really, I think we were really... Um, you were of, professional the in the amateur yes, era as well. of course. Yeah. But it was good because yes. other clubs started following, you know. Mm, mm. And I think um, I think that was that was really good because if you said I stand, the rest of them are going to get up there. For sure. They're going to lift, they're going to lift themselves up to, to get to that level. So, yeah. So, so Peter Merkel says he made us very proud when he represented South Africa for the first time at the Goodwin Showgrounds. We're going to get to that, uh, Peter. So the nice comment coming there, too. Yes. Um, Peter's Re- actually a very good friend of mine. Is it? Yes. Okay. So Ridwan says, Salam, <laughs> one of the greatest. Roger, what do you think about board games and maggot yeah. completion or competition? Yesterday, legends would be SA's richest footballers today. Yes. Um, Salam Firoz, Roger was a gifted left-footed central defender, very professional and a keen student of the game and a proper human being and a true gentleman. A great honor to have played with him. 
wish him all the success in his new coaching venture. So some very nice messages. Obviously, mm-hmm. you guys made a mark, you know, and that comes from Adib himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks, Adib. Yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously, post unification, yeah. uh, you didn't stick with Batson because I think they had a season. Uh, post unification, there were just a few teams going into the 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 new era, yes, that's right, the yes. NSL era, and yes. Batson were one of those that were not allowed to, if I could use that. Yes. But I think you just lost out hmm. very closely to Spurs, I think, if the, to gain promotion the next yes, year. Yes, that's right, yes. Uh, were you still at Batswood at the time or had you already made the move to Spurs? No, we um, played one season, with, we played against Spurs hmm. once and then we missed out, I think, by, as you're right, I think by one point. And then they got promoted and then, yeah, I, I went, um, I left Batswood and then I went to go play at Spurs. I mean, they got promoted, yes. Well, someone has sent a picture of uh, the team here. Uh, I'll show that to you. Uh, let me just, I uh, can't turn the screen. Let me just do that to see if you can see that. Yes, yes. Brings back memories, <laughs> yeah, Roger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. All the big A styles. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, was yeah. the, uh, who was the club that beat you in the playoffs? So we got some banter here. Yes, yes. Uh, can you remember that, Roger? The amateur, I think, Clay would they... They kind of pushed us into were they the your Were they your main rivals? At the, at the time they were, yes. There was, I mean, I remember they were. But the standard was quite good. So there were really yeah. some really good teams. So Claywood was, had a really good team. Uh, Liverpool-Portland was also quite good. Um, well, Bonteville had, you know, they also had some good teams there, you know. Um, I think the standard was just generally quite mm. good, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But I think that uh, the playoffs, if I can, rem- uh, I can remember... Depending on the amateur side, I think it was Clearwood who kind of pushed us out into the PF, into the FPL. There's a nice question here, Roger. It says, which strikers gave you the runaround? And there's a few main, main names mentioned here. Mark, Booby, Sean, Ludovic. They were a nightmare, those. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were really... They Nazim were says they're from Clearwood. Yeah, they were from Clearwood. They were really good. So, so I think this uh, listener was a Clearwood fan or played for Clearwood. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, fantastic. Fantastic mm. memories, absolutely, mm. Roger. Uh, you agree, right? Yes, no, I agree. I, I think, you know, when when Mark Williams run and and then Booby runs on this side and Mark, you know, Achoo and Lidwick, they were nightmares, you know, so... Um, yeah, it was really good games. Andre Alexander was with his mm. pace. He was also really, really fast. Fantastic. Mm. So what made you make the move to Spurs? I think every player wants to um, wants to test his ability at a higher level, you know. Um, I think I was also... Um, uh, um, we, we, um, I think we reached our level, you know, and I think everybody was kind of disappointed we didn't mm. make it into the NSL. Um, and it was an opening, you know what I mean? I, I, th- I thought of it as an opportunity for me just to to see if I could I could play with, you know, at that level, you know. So, um, so yeah, I think that was kind of just the challenge of actually seeing if, uh, what it would be like playing at that level. Yes. And obviously thereafter came Hellenic and Santos. Yeah, Great the, memories there with those uh, clubs as well. Share um, some of those with us. Um, I kind of, you know, I'm a... You know, you have the they have the politics, the football politics, and a kind of. Um, I had a run-in with the the, the owners or the owner of um, Captain Spurs, and you know, um, mm. and he bandaged me to the, or, you know, not even to the bench. You know, he just like kicked me out of the team. So I wasn't playing. You know, so so, so um, that was like three quarter part of the season. So um, 
So the next season, we started pre-season, and they said, no, they don't want me anymore. So Lennox phoned, you know. Um, so I met the, um, the owner at the time, George, you know, Ajidakis, and he was nice. And, you know, we had a nice conversation, and I, um, I ended up playing, you know, there. But it was never the same, you know. Um, I think also I just kind of, after that, after that, um, that uh, issue I had with 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 Kate and Spurs, kind of just took a bit of the the, f- the fun out of the game for me, you know. So when I went to Lenik, it was it was more. Uh, I played. I didn't play regularly because mm. they also had their own players there. And, but um, yeah, so I, when I was at Lenik, I went overseas also. You know, I went for a couple of a couple of months. I went overseas and I didn't work out there. You went on a trial. To yes, I went on which, a trial. Which team did you go to? I went to um, the first time I went. I went to um, I think on Beveren, Beveren. I think they were in they in Belgium. Okay. Uh, and then Mechelen, and um, and then from there I went to Saint Etienne, um, and then I came back home, um, and then I went a second time. So there was a um, I had a kind of a contact with a called team called Boom. But when before I could ever sign, they also they yeah. fell they folded. Okay. So they went. Um, so I was so I spent about two three months at the team at the team called Varahim. They also playing actually, uh, funny enough, in the in the the Belgium league. So I, but you know when you when you haven't got a contract and you you kind of thirty, you know, and you think you know thirty, what am I doing? You know, mm. what I mean, I can mm. come home. So I just came home, you know. So. But it was good times just because you you learn, you know, and you see different way people train, different environments, different way the game is structured. Yeah, so um, I had some friends there, Reggie, Reggie Junchies, he was there with me at mm. the time, um, Mark Williams, he um, he was there. So we stayed a little bit with him, you know, so, um, yeah, so it was like a little small South small Africa. Small South Africa, Africa there, yes, yes. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. No, fantastic. And obviously, Reggie Janji's played for Hellenic as well, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, and then Santos. Yes. Santos, yeah. I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of given up the game. Gulam phoned me, Gulam Ali, and said, don't you want to come play? So I played. I, I kind of liked it there, you know, because mm. um, they had a lot of good youngsters coming through. Um, and um, Jerome McCarthy, I remember. Um, you know, those were all, all that group of um, that came through. So it was nice. It was really nice. And then and David and Tuani, you know. Mm. Um, so I th- after I think about three quarter part of half half of the season, so they fired the coach. So you know, David um, David and I took over. You know, so we had kind of been my first stint into coaching. <laughs> you know, so we just kind of ran um, ran with the team. Um, and yeah. But it was good. Um, I kind of enjoyed myself there at Kulam. Um, because it's always been the opposition, you know, mm. Santos. Mm. So I kind of spent that just that one season there. And then next year, the following year, I went back to Batsford and we just started playing there and coaching. In the amateur ranks? No, in the, it was like the... Socials? No, the first division. It okay. Was, yeah, by that time, it was regional. Okay. Yeah, before they made the first division one mm. league, it was regional. So we were in the Western Cape region. So we played there. Um Myself and Adip um, coached the team, and I, but I played more, and Adip was the kind of coach. So, yeah, so that kind of been my, kind of directed me into into the coaching side, you know. But, um, yeah, that's good. So, so obviously, growing up in that apartheid era, playing federation, you would never have thought you'd play for your country one day. I mean, that would never have crossed your mind, I'm sure, like many of these. Some of the players that did, like Duncan Crowe, played mm-hmm. a few. But you've achieved that as well, you know, like some of these guys. Yeah. You played for your country. Yeah? That must have been something special. Yeah, no, it was. Eh? Um, <clears throat> I, um, 
I remember standing on that first official game that I played the fool, and then you know the anthem went on, and I thought, no, look where I'm standing. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I never, ever, ever thought I would actually get there. You know, um, it was a huge, huge um, honor um, just to stand there and represent the country. You know, and represent my part of the community. You know, because uh, you have a little voice. You mm. know, and at that level, you know, you. Your voice sounds a little bit louder, but it was um, it was a truly, truly uh, an honor and uh, to be able to to be able to represent the country. Is, you know. So, so you had about four caps, ninety-two, ninety-three. No, I had about twelve caps. Twelve. Yeah. Okay. 12, yeah. And, and um, some of the countries you played against, any memories coming from there? Well, Nigeria was for me the biggest eye opener. You know, you know, we went to we went to Nigeria, we went to Lagos, we went to train. So, firstly, we we come there and it's extremely humid it is hot 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 and um, we have a, a, a training um, session scheduled at three three o'clock in the afternoon now that is it it's mm. at peak you know mm. I, I I couldn't take it I was like falling over my back <laughs> it was so hot you know um, but that was like really really an opener because we also I mean there was like must have been about Fifteen to twenty thousand people in the stand, you know, just to watch you guys train. Just to watch us train, you know, and get come game day. It was. We looked at Nigerians and they're like six four, six five, and they're like both like tr- uh. three trunks, you know, and they're running past you like, oh my goodness, what did we get ourselves into here? But yeah, no, so that was, uh, it was really after the game, the police shot tear gas and it was chaos and no, there was some really. And Congo was another another part, you know, where it was also. So I've heard stories where, uh, obviously, we've got brilliant facilities in South Africa, right? Yes. I've heard stories where, even for the uh, um, the CAF Champions League, the national team, where when you guys go and play into Africa, facilities are terrible. Uh, you're training in this army. The whole army is surrounded. Uh, yes. Did you experience things like that? Yes, no. And even your hotel rooms weren't weren't up to scratch. When the guys come here, they five star hotels. That's right. Yes, no. When you come there, you're you supposed to book in at once at the hotel, uh, and a, and a, at an hotel, and then they they say no, this is not your hotel. Then they, they move you, so you spend a lot of time traveling. Mm. You know, so you never really settle. And then they take you to a a worse hotel than the one before. You know, so and then in the training days, like in Zimbabwe, we were training. They didn't uh, the field that was booked for us to train in. They, they, they said no, it's not available. So they take us to uh, like a, a dump, you know what I mean? They could train on. So I think that's probably just the tactics, you know, uh-huh. just to get an advantage for the game. And and Zimbabwe beat us really hard. That day. <laughs> <laughs> Four no, I think it was. Yes. So, so maybe they did that on purpose. No, they do it. Yes, I and think they still do it today. <laughs> uh, Roger, we're going to take a quick ad break again. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the Roger. <laughs> This is Inside Sports. welcome back. It's just uh, gone uh, 20 minutes to nine now, and uh, my guest tonight is Roger Links. Uh, before we get into the coaching career of Roger Links, we just uh, off, la- off air, we were chatting a little bit about uh, his days with the national team. And uh, Roger, you were saying you played in AFCON qualifiers, World Cup qualifiers, and of course that first... Uh, when Cameroon came out here, uh, you pl- was part of that team as well. Uh, those experiences being part of, you know, uh, qualifies for a, na- a continental championship or for a World Cup, uh, that must have been special as well. Yeah, um, to be honest with you, we, I think it didn't quite register, you know, mm. compared to what it is now, because 
we just knew it was a World Cup qualifier, you know what I mean? We were FCON qualifier, but I think we were like, as I explained to you, I think we were like um, fish out of water because we didn't quite know what 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 to do, what to expect. We were. I think we were just like feeling our way around, you know. So I think um, even if I look at the type, the, the, the quality of the coaching that the, the teams get now, what we had at the time, there's no disrespect to the coaches at, because I think um, they also were given a job, you know, um, and they had to fulfill it to the best of their ability. So I think also, you know, the quality of the coaching wasn't so really that good. So our preparations wasn't really, wasn't really that good. Um, so yeah, I, um, I think if I if I sit there in hindsight, and I think oh that was actually quite cool, you know we were like world qualifiers, you know we were like trying to get into the World Cup, even to the Afghan. You were part you know? of it. Part of it, yeah, you know, absolutely. So yeah, it was proud moments. Yes, it was. Yeah. Let's talk about your coaching career now. Obviously, mm-hmm. as many of the footballers, you know, once they hang up their boots, uh, get into mm-hmm. coaching, you took the same route. Yeah. Um, so where did it all start in terms of the coaching? Well. Uh, um, I remember when I, when, I, when I finished played, I went back to Batswood, you know. So I was kind of just helping. Deep, Deep was the coach, and I, both of us were like, but he was like the senior coach. So that kind of, you know, I was assisting him. Um, that kind of led me into that kind of, into that field. Um, but um, I must also say, I, um, you know, when, you, when you're a professional footballer and you finish football, you have you have experiences, so you think um, okay, based on your experiences, you can become a coach. But there's so much more, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I am um, I, I coached. Uh, I think we were two years there, and then the club decided um, go in a different direction. So I stayed at home. I think my son was just born, so I was at home with him. And then and one of my ex coaches, um, John Rowley, he asked, you know, if I wouldn't come. They started an academy. And I, um, I said, okay, let me go see, you know. So I, I, I think that's where my my coaching really started. So I, I'm, I've always been in, involved in development coaching. So I've been, I can kind of 17, 18 years involved in development coaching, and it started at Old Mutual Football Academy. So they had the football academy. They had this whole thing at the time with, um, I don't even remember that whole thing with Alex Ferguson and that thing where it was it uh, the newspapers about, um, you know that with the altercation he had with a woman and all mm, those things. Mm, so, mm. But anyway, he was down at the time here yeah, to yeah. to um, to sign a cooperation agreement with the Old Mutual Academy. So we would kind of be like the, the academy for, for for Manchester United yes. here in South Africa. But because of that, you know, they just pulled out completely. But, um, you know, so I've kind of worked with John Rowley and Frank Lord. I don't even know Frank Lord. He was... He was big um, here in Cape Town. There was a quite a big personality at the time, so I am. Um, so I went into junior coaching, and I think there I kind of learnt, you know what I mean, um, a lot of the training. If I can recommend to anybody if they want to really start coaching, they should really start with juniors because mm-hmm. then you start knowing the trade, you know, learning how to how to actually develop players technically and also psychologically, you know. Um, because again, the the professional game is totally different. You know, it's more result um, result orientated, mm. results based. Um, but with coaching, with um, coaching juniors, gives you a different perspective, a different set of eyes as to how to develop players. You know, and and spot little technical faults, and you know, and that kind of helps you when you become a professional coach because your your eyes kind of been trained a little mm. bit. You know, so I spent a, a large majority of my time then um, in. Um, in development coaching, and I, I thoroughly still enjoy it working working with the youngsters. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then you you had a spell with Ajax, if I'm not mistaken, yes, and then uh, a few other t- teams. No, I only I went to um, while coaching at at, at Mutual, I went to Ajax, um, and um, I worked with the young professionals there um, the first time, and then and assisted with Mushin and the senior team. Mm-hmm. Then I then Mutual offered me the the, um, the job of um, heading up the academy. So I went back there to Old Mutual to head up the academy. So I headed up the academy there but for six years, six, seven years, and then I, I moved again to Ajax to head up the young professionals again, but I, I ended up being also assistant coach to the pro team. Um, and then, you know, with new coaches and new ideas, so I moved on from there. Now I, I went to work at um, Ubuntu Football Club. Um, I worked there with the juniors for a year, and then they bought a, a professional franchise, and then I, I became the senior coach there. Um, she didn't last long, you know, so kind of a story <laughs> of my life. <laughs> There's one thing, you know, when you become a coach, you're going to get fired yeah. anyway, so you get used to that. That's part of the That's job, I suppose. part of the job. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, yeah, so, I, uh, so I ended up at Ubuntu, and then I left after that, and I just I didn't do anything. I didn't coach much. I just started working more with with clubs in the communities um, and yeah so that's where I kind of find myself now again back in the community but also co- coaching some young um, young boys who are who are studying in the States because of COVID they were sent back so they need to be kept fit and so when they go back they fly you know they're flying so oh. and I got one or two players that's going to go to Europe so I'm working fantastic. with fantastic yeah, so. so where are you based now in terms of um, uh, at Fishhook Football Club yeah, yeah. So there, um, in that um, catchment area, there, that's a really huge catchment area in mm. the southern Peni- in the South Peninsula area. So, and um, yeah, so it's really I'm really excited about for um, Fishhook Football Club because they serve quite a lot of communities: Ocean View, Masipu Malele, you know, um, Fishhook itself. Um, so and the age group you're looking after. I'm not actually looking. I'm looking after the whole, okay. the whole thing of football. So I'm kind of trying to put in some structures there, you know, um, trying to get the right coaches to coach the right teams, um, trying to get players into the right groupings, you know, um, trying to get uh, some sort of direction to where they want to go, you know, and how they want to they want to go. So implementing a vision for them. So yeah, so that's where I am at the moment. And uh, so obviously it just started, and then we had the COVID. So now we. You more on on WhatsApp mm, and stuff mm. like that, you know, and waiting for the waiting for, for, for the, the go ahead for the go ahead. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but I need to ask you, you you obviously kept all your South African jerseys and and things like that. I hope you did. Oh, <laughs> no, Roger, I've given most of them away. I think I, I think I have one, maybe. I think I've got one still there. And the um, caps, the caps. You don't really get a cap, you know. They just call it a cap. I thought you get you actually get a cap, like in yeah, uh, in cricket. Yeah, no, you not in football. No, they just call it a they cap. They just call it a cap. Yes, but, but I've got you know I've got this little the little um, um, memorabilia stuff. You know what I mean? So I got a couple of. I still keep those stuff, but maybe one day when mm. I'm. Really old and I'll sit, but I, I'm not that kind of person, you know. I kind of always looking for what I can do to improve myself and improve. So I try not to relax too much on previous yeah. 
Previous no, success. Fantastic. Roger Links, it was an absolute pleasure having you as my guest tonight. And I must thank you for driving all the way out from Simonstown <laughs> to come and come and join me. I really do appreciate that. And all the best to you with whatever you're doing in uh, Fishhook. Well, thank you very much, man. It's been a real pleasure being here today. Oh, just before I go, I got a message. That I also, I spoke to you earlier on as well. Yes. A lot of the... the, the um, uh, well, let's take a, a quick ad break and we'll come back to this okay. question after that. Okay. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. family and make your life so much easier with one up cash and carry where you get more for less and excellent customer service at its best remember wholesale prices straight to the public one up cash and carry where you get more for less Adding an additional floor level to your home or office building but fear the outcome might not meet expectations, need to extend a factory or business premises and struggle finding experts to guide you through the process? At Hendon & Partners, we will remove your fears and uncertainty through experience and creative engineering solutions. For service that will set your heart at ease, contact the professionals on 061-278-3981. Hendon & Partners, adding value through engineering. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is... Just gone uh, 10 to 9. Assalamualaikum. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside Sport. My guest is uh, Roger Links. We're just about to let him go. But there's a question that has come up, and I forgot that it was on. It came up quite a few times on Facebook, Roger. Mm. And now Nazim has reminded me as well yes. to ask Roger about your days as a baseball player. And I believe you are a very good baseball player, representing Western Province as well. Yeah, no, I, 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 I enjoyed playing baseball. I am... Um, you know, in the off-season, you always look to do something, you know. And um, one day, uh, uh, friends of mine, um, they knew some people that they were, we used to work with, and they started in a baseball club. So I remember very, I was like 26, 27, and we started playing the game, you know. And, uh, wow, it was like, a, I was so excited playing, because I never knew anything <laughs> about putting in a glove. And uh. and um, and we we actually, it was uh, Braves, we were called Braves. And from there, we played, and we played at City Park. And um, the, uh, the game just, you know, um, kind of the bug bit me, you know, and um, we played. And it was quite, because a lot of the footballers also played baseball, mm, you know. Mm. So they either played cricket or they yes, played baseball. Yes. So if you don't get them along the cricket uh, on the cricket field, you get them on the baseball field. So so a lot of my teammates um, in Buddy, that suit. Buddy Barnes was a good cricketer, of course. A very good cricketer, yeah. yes, yeah. And so a lot of the other players, like uh, um, Oscar Lehman, you know, used to play with me mm. at Batsud soccer, and then he used to play for Batsud baseball club. So we used to play against each other, and we used to like, you know, oh, it was it was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Yeah. No, fantastic. I must uh, be honest, Derek Schaffer is sending through some pictures here of Batsud back in the day. Uh, yellow and blue, that was your your colors there. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it brings back lots of memories, man. Yes, it did. It's a pity you, I, know, I can picture you as a, you know, being so tall as a quick left arm, quick, fast bowler. You never took to cricket, though, eh? No, man. Oh, you could have been a. <laughs> 
<laughs> demon of a left-arm <laughs> bowler. But anyway, Roger Leagues, once again, thank you very much for joining me on uh, Inside Sport. Thank I you. appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed it back home. Uh, it was another edition of Inside Sport. I'll be back with more sporting news on the drive time from Monday to Friday. From me, Firo Sheikh, have a lovely evening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Inside Sports. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.